You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for June 30th. And today we're rolling the clock back to revisit Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which premiered this day in 1972. In 1968, the world was introduced to the original Planet of the Apes. Starring Charlton Heston as American astronaut George Taylor, it was a masterpiece of science fiction, with an ending that is one of the most iconic and parodied in film history. The success of the film guaranteed that there would be sequels, and in time there were a total of four sequel films and two television series in the original Apes saga. The sequel films were never quite as successful as the original, and each one was made on a smaller budget and with a less ambitious story than the previous installment. It's also pretty obvious from the stories themselves that the sequels were not initially even a glimmer of an idea, but that's never stopped Hollywood before. In the first sequel, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, the planet itself is utterly destroyed by a doomsday weapon left over from the war that destroyed human civilization. Thus ended the Planet of the Apes, at least in the 40th century. But as the world cracked like an egg thanks to the Alpha Omega nuke detonated at the end of the previous film, three very lucky chimpanzees managed to escape from the Planet of the Apes, straight to the Planet of the Humans. Spoiler alert, they're the same planet, and of course it's ours, as Taylor learned so poignantly at the end of the original film. At the end of that film, we are given an obvious sequel hook, as the child of now-deceased chimps Cornelius and Zira is seen being hidden away in a traveling circus by... Khan! Well, okay, by Armando, played by Ricardo Montalban. On June 30th, 1972, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes was released... It's the fourth of the five films in the original Apes saga, taking place in 1991, 18 years after the previous film. In this slightly dismal vision of the future, a pandemic has killed all of the world's dogs and cats, so of course, humanity has no choice but to switch to apes as household pets. Before long, humans realize that these new pets are a lot more useful, and start training them to do chores and run errands, leading to the inevitable change from handy helpers to indoctrinated slave labor. We are never really told how the United States has drifted so far towards totalitarianism, but we can assume that it had something to do with the utter lack of furry friends to help reduce the stress of daily life. The film follows Caesar, child of Zira and Cornelius, who has been raised by Armando. For reasons that make little sense but are required for the movie to happen, Armando brings Caesar to civilization in order to hand out flyers for his circus. Unfortunately, Caesar and Armando are separated, tragedy ensues, and Caesar decides to start a full-on rebellion among the city's enslaved ape population. In the end, he declares that humanity will eventually become the slaves, before a last-minute reshoot based on test audience reactions gave us a more hopeful and merciful conclusion. Conquest was the only one of the original saga films to not have a family-friendly G rating, even after a number of scenes were cut or edited to reduce on-screen violence. It also followed the pattern of having a smaller budget than its predecessor, which required the filmmakers to cut corners. 
The sets were reasonably decent, and most of the outdoor scenes were filmed at Century City and the University of California at Irvine's new social science complex. Props and costumes from other films and television shows are used, including many from Irwin Allen Productions, such as Land of the Giants and The Time Tunnel. While this movie had plot issues and budget constraints, it did well enough at the box office to lead to one final sequel. If nothing else, it gave us more time with the amazing and talented Roddy McDowell, the most iconic actor to wear the ape makeup. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for June 30th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.